بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters last two days I've been talking about the some things from the life of one of the greatest of the Sahaba of Rasulullah Muad bin Jabal radiallahu anhu and today I want to tell you tell you something else about Muad ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu inshallah we'll try to do a series of <coughs> these reminders about the different Sahaba of Rasulullah <coughs> because these are the people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this whole generation as a example and as a role model for the rest of mankind to come after them. And that is why Rasulullah said, Khairul Quruni Karni. He said that the best generation is my generation and then those who come after them and after them. The <coughs> the Muhaddisun have said that this refers, of course, uh, chronologically to the time. But also it refers to those who try to emulate and follow the Sahaba as close as possible. So even though they may be from later generations, if they are close to the Sahaba, then inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his mercy to uh, count them among that first generation who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed. And this is also another dalil which is given for this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْسَارِ وَالَّذِينَ تَبَعَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضَانِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the سَابِقُونَ <coughs> الْأَوَّلُونَ The people who The first of the first The best of the best From the muhajiru From the people who came from Makkah and elsewhere to Medina And the Ansar, the people of Medina and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his mercy left the door open for all those who wish to make their ittiba. وَالَّذِينَ اِتَّبَعْهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ Allah said, and those who make their ittiba in excellence, as best as they can do. Now if you think about this, this ayat, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had simply said, أَسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْسَارِ رَضِيَ اللَّهَ عَنُهُ وَرَضَانِ this would be complete. These are the best of the best. Allah is pleased with them. They are pleased with Allah. Khalas. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his mercy did not do that. Allah left the door open for all those of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah make us among them who wish to follow the sabiqoon al-awwaloon bil ihsan. So we ask Allah to enable us to do that. We do our best inshallah. We trust the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and, and grace. But obviously, if we do nothing, then there is nothing to trust. So we must try to do our best. Now, among these people who, inshallah, are from the Sahabiqun al-Awwaloon, is this beautiful Sahabi of Rasulullah Al-Mu'ad bin Jabal. He was, as I mentioned before, he is one of the young Sahaba. He was one of the gems of the Sahaba. He was one of the most beloved to Rasulullah Wasallam. He was one of those who enjoyed the special tawajjah, the special attention of Rasulullah and Nabi taught him. And in one hadith, Rasulullah said that in all my ummah, the one who knows about halal and haram, the best is Mu'ad ibn Jabal. So he was a faqih, he was a jurist, he was a scholar. 
In one hadith, Rasulullah s.a.w. said, Ya Mu'ad, I love you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now imagine this, we love Rasulullah s.a.w. We ask this, the love for Rasulullah s.a.w. is not a, it is not a discretionary thing. It's not something where if you, if you love him, good for you. If you don't love him, it's okay. No. The love of Rasulullah s.a.w. is a part of deen. Right? It, this is, this is a pillar of Islam. This is something which is essential as far as the Muslim is concerned. If a person, may Allah protect us, if some, if a Muslim, somebody who calls himself Muslim says, I do not love Rasulullah Sallam, then Allah Allah, whether he is a Muslim or not, Allah knows best. Because the love of Muhammad Sallam is not something that is left to us. Do it if you like, don't do it, no. But what about the one to whom Rasulullah Sallam said, I love you? Eh? This was Ma'ad bin Jabal Radulahu. And then in the Hadith, Nabi Sallam said to him, Ya Ma'ad, when you finish your salah, then say, Allahumma aini ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah, help me to remember you and help me to be grateful to you and help me to worship you. Allahumma aini ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, after every salah, say this inshallah. So let us try to do that. Now Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sent Mu'ad ibn Jawal anhu to Yemen as the governor and as a qadi, as a judge, because there were some Muslims in Yemen, but Yemen was basically a Christian country. But there were some Muslims, Nabi Sallallahu sent Ma'ad bin Jabal there for the work of Dawah and as, or as a qadi. So the story is very beautiful. Nabi Sallallahu is holding the bridle of the horse of Ma'ad bin Jabal. He told him to ride the horse. He is on the horse. Nabi Sallallahu is walking, holding the bridle. Leading him out of Medina onto the road going to Yemen, seeing him off. And in that, the several things he asked him, some of them I mentioned yesterday, but today, Rasulullah said to him, Ya Mu'ad, and see this is beautiful advice as far as the work of Dawah is concerned. He said to him, Ya Mu'ad, you are going to a people of the book. Right? You are going to people of the book. He said, present to them, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Present to them that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the last and final of them. If they accept, uh, see the, the wording, he said, if they accept, then teach them to call them to salah. Why salah? Because Salah is the manifestation. Salah is the physical evidence of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. There is no one worthy of worship except Allah. So what do I do? I worship Allah. And Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. What is the manifestation of that? I worship Allah. How? The way Muhammad worshipped Allah. Sallu salam. He said, Pray as you have seen me pray. So he said, if they accept this Tawheed, then call them to Salah, teach them Salah. And he said, if they are established on Salah, then take Zakat from them. And now listen. He said, take it from their wealthy people and give it to their poor people. He did not say, take it from them and put it in your pocket. He didn't say, take it from them and send it to Medina. He did not say, take it from them and put it in the Baitul Mal in, 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 the, in Arabia. No. He said, take it from their wealthy people and give it to their poor people. There itself. And then he said, do not take from them that which they love the most. <clears throat> so go easy on them. 
right for example if there is zakat on on uh, livestock right and there is this horse which this man loves that is his person you take that horse away huh? and say this is part of zakat no he said don't do that take from them go easy on them but take from their wealthy and give it to the poor now see this beautiful advice as far as dawa is concerned three things number one what is he saying to uh, to to muad bin jabal did he say for example ya muad go there and challenge their bishops and challenge their their scholars to a debate and on the stage destroy them right completely humiliate them on the is is saying that was muad bin jabal capable radhiyallahu of of doing this of course Muad bin Jabal radiallahu anhu, the one who Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he is the most learned of my ummah. He is capable. He is more than capable of winning any debate, of humiliating anybody. It is is not a, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not telling him to do that. Why? Because debating only produces more problems in the hearts of the other people. Nobody likes to see his leader humiliated, even if they have personal differences. Right. in public before other people they don't want to see them humiliated if you humiliate the leader then the people go against you he says present the truth to them he didn't say force it he did not say humiliate them he didn't say debate with them he didn't say bring them down nothing nothing present the truth to them if they accept then what do you do immediately on amal so second principle first principle of dawa present the truth don't argue don't humiliate do not abuse their whatever they are worshiping and so on. don't go into all that that's not your problem you talk about your you talk you tell your story ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah once they do that then amal action what is the action first action is salah first action is sala it's not simply enough to simply sit and talk and give big bayans and this is no 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 action show the action and the first action is sala and the third thing is let the effect of your islam be seen in the lives of ordinary people and zakat and charity is, is a beautiful way of doing that because you are taking from there giving it back to them let people see the benefit now imagine in any society the wealthy people are few and the poor people are many right and in traditional medieval societies like that the wealthy people they guarded the, everywhere wealthy people guard their wealth <coughs> they don't share it so now what happens because of islam suddenly the poor people say subhanallah you know i am getting money because i never got money before i'm getting money now because this this uh, land owner this lord this uh, whoever of mine he has become muslim so he is now giving me money right So immediately they are seeing the benefit of Islam. It's not only talk, talk, talk. It's they are actually seeing the benefit of Islam by their life, by their difficulties being eased because money is being shared and property is being shared. And also, what happens? You you now build the relationship between those people. Usually, there is a tension between the wealthy people and the poor people. They don't like each other. But now, when the wealthy people come out and say, "Okay, here is here is money. Here is this. Here is that." there is love between the people you are build, building hearts together you are bringing hearts together and all of this is happening because of islam you don't have to say anything people know yeah till today it didn't happen now it's happening why because these people have become muslim this is what islam is doing for us it is improving our lifestyle it is taking away our difficulties and we have become closer to each other because of this deen this is the beauty of the da'wat of islam in the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then finally 
Rasulullah says to him, Ya Mu'ad, it is possible that when you return, you will pass by my grave. I will not be here. Mahad bin Jabal started weeping. He, he got off his horse and said, Ya Rasulullah, please don't send me away. Do not send me. I will go later. I will, don't send me away now. Rasulullah said, no. He said, go. He said, go. Because the work of the da'wat of this deen is even more important than the company of Rasulullah in this world. Because if we do this work properly and if Allah accepts and we ask Allah, we beg Allah for this, then inshallah we will have the company of Rasulullah forever in Jannah. But to have the company of Rasulullah forever in Jannah, we have to earn that in this world. By doing the work that he came to do. And this is the message. Imagine this is how hard it must have been on the heart of Ma'ad bin Jabal to go. Because when Rasulullah is saying, when you come back, maybe you will pass. There's no maybe. We know this is going to happen. Right? He's saying maybe because it is not for anyone to say definitely something like this. But we, Ma'ad bin Jabal knows this, this is, I'm not going to see him again. Huh? Subhanallah. Yet he says, no, go. Because this work of the da'wat of Islam supersedes everything else. And that's what I remind myself and you. Let us try to do this work to the best of our ability in whatever way we do. Keeping in mind this advice of Rasulullah And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to accept it. To give us strength, to give us the words to reach the hearts of people. To enable us through our actions to be exemplars and models of the beautiful sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and to grant us his mercy and grace. And to join us together with Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannatul Firdaus al-Ala bi ghayri hisab. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-Karim wa ala alihi wa sallam.